Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm Jim Gallagher, Jr. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to get your copy of Only One Shot. That's available at Amazon, written by VJ Trollio, the teaching professional at Old Waverly. Special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. And you can find Steve at steveazar.com. Well, just uh, kind of a recap of the third day at the Masters. It'll be my last day of the diary. I'm not going to do one for Sunday. We're going to come back to our normal uh, routine of what we've been doing. But it's another quite a fun day on the set of uh, Golf Central's Live from the Masters. We had a really good uh, uh, show early on, and we had a great guest in Ben Crenshaw. I'd like to go over that with you, but uh, go over the tournament a little bit. Scotty Scheffler uh, was really solid today. Made a few bogeys there. I think he bogeyed what 12, 14, and 15, kind of let it get away, but made a great birdie at 17. And got kind of lucky on 18. You know, he hit a bad shot. He made a, a great bogey, and the difference between bogey and double, we'll find out tomorrow. But I think that's a tremendous difference, both in his psyche and, and the way the tournament ends. Uh, you know, we were talking at the end of the, uh, the, uh, the 12 o'clock show, if he was at 8 under at the end of the day, knowing what the conditions were, knowing how tough it was going to play, that he'd be happy. Well, he was at 10 under going to 18, so if he'd have fallen back at 8 under, I don't think he'd be near as happy as he is at 9, and he's just uh, uh, three shots up on uh, Cam Smith. And it's going to be a fun uh, final day. It's going to be fun to see how these guys get after it. No leads uh, sacred by any means. It's probably a two, maybe a three-person race, but the weather's supposed to be so much better for Sunday. A little bit warmer, less wind. The golf course has just played brutal the last couple of days, uh, second round uh, was about a shot higher than the first round. Of course, they've made a cut now. We have half as many players playing. Uh, update on Tiger Woods. Had a rough day uh, today. Uh, I believe it was six over, three putted like four times in a four putt. It just showed the rust. I think the cold weather finally got to him. Uh, I think it was a big struggle for him physically. But what he's done to me is a victory. He may not consider that. But we saw some good things out of him for a person that hadn't played in a while, over 500 and some days. It's been pretty solid to see what he's done. And it just like we talked about earlier in the week, fatigue, will he be able to, the stamina, will it be there? And walking and playing, I mean, I know that sounds different, but unless you've walked around this golf course, it's just one of the hardest, if not the hardest, they walk on the PGA Tour uh, all season long. Maybe Kapaloo is a little bit more hilly, but... Uh, Really, just for him to make the cut, like I said, was a success. Uh, not the day he was looking for, but, you know, one thing he said about himself, he won't stop fighting. And uh, he fights every day. He looks for a different situation to fight, and he keeps going, and he's a grinder. One thing you'll never see Tiger Woods do is mail it in. Uh, and I, that's the advice I have out for the kids. Don't mail it in. You've got to walk off the golf course knowing it may not have been your best day. You may not have got things done you wanted to do, but you gave it 100%. You didn't leave anything out there, and you get the most out of what you had. I think that's the the important lesson uh, for everybody out there. But it's going to be an exciting Sunday, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, back to our conversation. Ben walked in. We asked him a few questions early on, and I think Mark Rolfing asked him the question, is there a hole that really sticks out here? And, and, you know, how do you deal with that hole? How do you play that hole? And and he said, you know, there's always holes or situations where – you failed in the past, and, and he said the really interesting thing, and this was an interesting comment, we saw it a lot today, is the space between a really good shot and a shot that goes down a slope, it kind of debilitates you. But you have to gear yourself back up for the next challenge, and uh, there's always that certain shot that sticks in your mind that's given you troubles in the past, and then all of a sudden, boop, bubbles up in your memory. 
uh, and it always sometimes does, and that's just the way this crazy game is. But I think of the shot Sung J.M. hit at 16 and nearly perfect. And when it landed, it got up there. It, was, it looked like it was going to be 12 feet just below the hole. Good chance for birdie. And it starts trickling back down the slope. And I thought that was a perfect situation of a near-perfect shot within a foot. Just what Ben Crenshaw was talking about. The difference is so uh, minute. And that was a great example of that. And uh, we had the hole locations. And the cool thing about today, he went through each hole. We did the front nine first, kind of took a little bit of a break. He described the hole locations and how to play it. And he talked about where he thought they could make a move, where there were some tough hole locations. And he was right and correct on his assessment there. Of course, he would. He's, he's won here twice, and he knows the golf course. But it was really uh, interesting. And I asked him the question. Uh, we know we, we've got the sheet here, and I asked him, did he look at the sheet ahead of time, or did he just focus on the wind direction? Really, what was your prep on a day like today or any day around Augusta, Augusta National? Uh, and he said, you know, I was really thinking more about the wind than anything else, uh, which tells you uh, where these guys are thinking about certain shots, how they hit into certain pins. Uh, basically, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of fascinating to him. But the wind dictates whether they can go for some of these hole locations or where they can't. Like today, hole locations on that left side, you miss it long and left or anywhere left or long. You're toast. You're not going to get it up and down. And he talked about that. That's how tough the hardest, how hard that hole was. And like 18 was the hardest hole in the golf course today. Uh, amazing how tough it plays. 11's been the toughest for the last two days and maybe didn't play as tough as 18 today. And I think just coming out of that shoot uh, is always such a difficult thing. And, and when we saw that and, and he said, you know, players know where they, the hole locations are and they play, uh, you know, they know where to play the shots. And, and like today, we saw some spectacular shots. And we saw some crashes as well. And he said that's just the nature of the game. And, and uh, I think Scotty uh, Scheffler at 14, whole location just on that slope. You cannot leave it short there. Hit just on the top, rolls back, and he makes bogey. Same thing kind of happened to Shane Lowry on the ninth hole, whole location just on top of one of those slopes. Doesn't quite carry enough. I don't know if it was a not enough club. Comes back, and it actually came down about 30 yards off the green, knocked it above the hole, and made bogey. So uh, I, I think those are the things that you really uh, you really have to be aware of. Those kind of shots kind of stuck out in my mind. Uh, there's several others we could go all day long on it and, 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 and go over that. But uh, we talked to Ben about his caddy, Carl Jackson, who was the Augusta caddy of his caddy here, and he caddied for him. PJ Tour for a long, long time, and he said he was a huge influence on him, and he helped him so much, and I thought the same of Ted Scott, who was caddying for Scotty Scheffler, who caddied for Bubba Watson in his two wins here, and for many, many years, uh, and, and, and the big influence Scotty had, or excuse me, Ted Scott has on Scotty, and, and it's been a big help this week, and you've seen that, and I asked Ben, is there a pro or another person that you kind of pick their brain or helps you with your, your success along the way, and it was interesting to hear him said, he said, I watch them all, Jim, but I marvel at the way Jack Nicklaus and how he played the game with so much common sense. He always had the right club in his hand, he always made the right decision, always hit beautiful approach putts, but probably the best clutch putter, excuse me, that he's ever seen in his entire life. And if that putt had to go down, you bet it was going to go down. 
And most of the time it did. You rarely saw Jack Nicholas miss a putt that really meant something. So that was an interesting play and explanation and, and, and on Jack Nicholas, who he talked about honorary starters with Jack, Gary, and Tom Watson and what they've mean to Augusta National in the game. And, and he went out there and he was just, you know, raving about that, them being able to do that and Tom coming in for the first time. And, you know, he just said that, that may, they meant so much to the place and the history and the tradition. Uh, and I think that's what you see around here is, is the respect of the game and the respect of Augusta National as much as anything. And, and all three of those guys, including Ben, would be fourth that, that had that. And it was great to see him play, he said. And he said, you know, what I did is he would he stayed around. And when he, excuse me, when he stayed in the crow's nest was where all the amateurs stay. And he's going way back. He said, you didn't get much sleep there. You know, you hear the sound of the cleats coming out at 630 in the morning. And he said, I remember those guys going off. And I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to get out there. You know, it's a wonderful tradition that they continue to do. And, um, you know, when you look at, at those guys and those young amateurs, and now they've gone on and, and, and to win the Masters, it's really amazing. But, um, you know, I told him as we finished it up, it, 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 that's a wonderful tradition. There's so many great traditions around Augusta and the Masters. And I told him he's one of those guys who have always res- I've respected and he is a guy who is respected and understands the history of the game. You know, I considered him a friend and still do. But I, and I think it's just great to watch him pass on his knowledge, the history, and uh, the respect and help those young players along the way. He's been great to that. I know he and Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, both, uh, all three actually play at the University of Texas. I know they spent a lot of time together. And he's proud of that. I know he's passed on that knowledge. But it was such an amazing week for me to to sit there and be on the set of Live From uh, for the first time here at the Masters and, and, and to go through those first couple of days. And then, like I said, the first day, uh, Thursday, is they have Jack Nicklaus come in there. And it was just so amazing to pick his brain and ask him three or four questions, which I have in the, in the previous couple podcasts. You go back... Uh, uh, two podcasts ago, and that's Jack Nicholas. Yesterday's podcast, the one before this, I believe that's 12, or that was 13, 12 is Jack Nicholas season five. Uh, Tom Watson and Raymond Floyd's conversation. That was so much fun to, to, to sit into these three guys and in them Ben today, guys that I've truly respected. They're older than I am. And, and Jack and, and Raymond were still playing as well as Tom Watson, still competing. Uh, when I was on tour, Ben, they all were out there and then they always were just kind to me and, and, you know, maybe a little further along in their careers and, and, and older, but they were just wonderful people and all four who I respected. And it was just such a great experience this week for me. And I just wanted to share that with you. It may not be the same format we normally do uh, each week or every other week, whenever we have a podcast and we have a coach on or a teacher, or a tour player, but I just thought it would be great to uh, my inside of working the studio uh, and, and, and just passing that on. And, and each morning we have a meeting, usually about three hours before the uh, coverage, and, and we go over what we want to talk about, and we come up with a sheet and, and some ideas. We pass them along, and then we, we get in a van, and we go from Augusta Country Club. We drive over to Augusta National, go through security, and we have the, the set where ESPN, I think uh, maybe Sky, are right next to us, and maybe one other thing that's, that, that's kind of the studio set. It's at the back of the practice area, and it's a beautiful facility. But you walk through this beautiful media uh, building and, and on the way there, and just everything is perfect. It's just such perfection. And to be able to be part of this, this in, the, in the 86 Masters, 
Uh, it's just phenomenal. In the 86 Masters, we had a 1986 champion in Jack Nicklaus and the 76 champion in Raymond Floyd and, and uh, multi-champions in Tom Watson and, and Ben Crenshaw. And then to pick their brain and, and to kind of just get into the side and pass that stuff on to you, it was just great. So I appreciate you listening to me. I know it's a kind of a, a different format with me just talking by myself. We'll get back to the normal format. But until then, whether it's life or golf, don't forget... You only have one shot. Make it count. Appreciate everybody's listening and their support. And uh, have a good night. Driving this 75 Cadillac. I've got the top road back. On a southern born and cloudy day. Down a long stretch of highway. I know this day's gonna be my friend Long as I'm here, baby, in the flatlands Mississippi flatlands September feels white as snow